RadioInfluence.com. Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Life in the Fast Lane, hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. How's everybody doing out there this week? Listen, man, listen, man. I, uh, you know, I, I want to take a moment and, and talk about an upcoming event that I've had the privilege, the blessing, the honor of hosting in the city of Philadelphia. The event is Clutch Control. And it's it, in essence, it is a day long moto lifestyle block party that is it includes vendors, music, food, celebrities, uh, stunt shows, custom bike show. And there's just so much stuff that happens on the course of the day that I, I really would like for this year. This will be our, I'm pretty sure this is our 11th year. It may be our 12th. <laughs> okay, we've been doing it for so long. The first one was in 2007. Um, and it, it, it's just something that has grown, oh my, it's grown beyond the scope or the hopes of what I originally thought of when I, when I created the idea, when I thought about the idea and it has grown and it has grown as the industry has grown as, as the trends of our motorcycle industry have transformed and, and changed. The show has transformed and changed. And so where we are right now is we're, we're looking at the event, the Philadelphia motorcycle show clutch control September the 21st, and you can check out all the information and all the data and everything and, you know, figure out how to get involved either as a vendor or how to register your bike in the custom show. We've got great classes. We've got great classes. Covers everything from the custom sport bikes to the Neo classics to the hand built, not bought type uh, to, to that crowd. Uh, we, we, we're covering on all we're covering all bases here. So the show has become a true, a true uh, lifestyle event that people have traveled. Like I said, it's in Philadelphia, Penn's Landing, Penn's Landing. Okay, in Philly, right on the river. So people have traveled from Boston to Philly for the event. People have traveled uh, from Virginia, South Carolina. I think one year we had people come up from Georgia for the event, which is great. It's it's. It's, it pulls a lot of people, it pulls a lot of our global, nas- our national community. It pulls them. It's an event for camaraderie, for people to get together, see each other, check out the bikes, be entertained. You can visit the website, www.clutchcontrolusa.com. Clutchcontrolusa.com. All the information is on the site. And of course, if you have any questions, if you have any questions, holla at your boy, Mr. Black Moses. I will get you sorted out. And it's interesting. I wanted to bring this up because it it was uh, one of those things where someone was telling me about my own event, (laughs) not knowing that it was and is, in fact, my event. Um, And it seems to happen every year that the event is held. People have a you know, I, I don't put my name on everything. 
Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't. But there are some things that I do not brand. I don't put the stamp on it. Um, and in, in this situation, a couple of weeks ago, someone heard about Clutch Control, the Philly Motor Show, the Philadelphia Motorcycle Show, and they had, you know, they asked me if I heard about it and if I was going to be there, and if not, it was something that I should consider and figure out how to be involved with. Um, so I had to enlighten that that individual to let them know that not only was I going to be there, not only was I participating in it, not only was I hosting it, but I created it and that I own it. So just to put everybody on notice, Clutch Control is owned by Hard Knocks Motorcycle Entertainment. Hard Knocks Motorcycle Entertainment is owned by your boy, Mr. Black Moses. You dig, you see. Um, so it's all, it's all good. It's all love. It's all family. Um, but I, I encourage you all to please check out clutchcontrolusa.com. And if you are going to be in the Philadelphia region on the back end of September, we're talking about September the 21st. It's a Saturday. The event runs from 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. It's a free to attend event, free to attend, meaning it doesn't cost you a dollar to come and hang out. Okay, so come hang out, get some food, listen to some music, check out some stunt shows, uh, uh, you know, check out the local vendors, check out the national vendors. Uh, This year, we've upped the game a lot. We've upped the game a lot. We will be having demo rides courtesy of uh, the show sponsor, Polaris. We're going to have some slingshots out there. We're going to have, from Indian, we're going to have uh, some of their lineup. I could imagine that we might have one or two FTRs. I don't know. Uh, I would hope so. We And we'll probably definitely have some bobbers out there, some scout bobbers. Um, but Indian's going to be bringing out uh, some demo, demo vehicles. I want to give another shout out to our other event sponsor, uh, our main event sponsor, Icon Motorsports. They've been kicking it with us since day one. Uh, talent, talent, we're going to have... Of course, Big Brother Jason Britton, Team No Limit, coming out to perform. They, Jay, quick, quick, uh, quick uh, trivia, clutch control trivia. Jason and Team No Limit performed at the very first clutch control back in 2007, and just about just about everyone since its inception. Jason, Big Brother Jason, love you, man. Appreciate and love you, bro. Has come, has come out to Philly to support the event just about everyone ever since the first one. So, uh, bro, thank you, man. Looking forward to another great show. But we've also been uh, privileged to have local talent, local talent. Uh, Rock Banshee is going to be performing. Uh, the Show Out Boys, my boy Rue. From the show out boys, those boys are going to be out there and they're Philly born and bred talented as well. So I thought it was just as important to have if we're having international superstars, Jason Britton and, and Team No Limit come out. Uh, it's important to provide a stage, a platform for local talent to come out and show their thing, to do their thing. So I'm, I'm, I feel great that Clutch Control is an avenue, a venue, an event where we're putting a lot of different uh, talents on display. Um, we're going to have uh, uh, track date organizations on uh, vending as well. So you, you, if you're interested, ba- basically you're going to have an opportunity to come out 
and partake of different slices of the culture and the subculture. And if you might be introduced to some new things, you might be introduced or reintroduced to some things. You can revisit some things. But it's important to understand that in today's motorcycle climate and our industry's climate, I'm a firm believer in FaceTime. I'm a firm believer in face-to-face interaction of engaging the lifestyle and what I call moto edutainment. I've talked about it before, but Black Moses is a true advocate of moto edutainment. And I would like for everybody to come out and get a slice of it. Come on out, hang out with your boy. I'm hosting it. I'm going to be on the mic. You know what I mean? It's what I do. I run my mouth. I'm a professional mouth runner. I'm a professional talker. That's what I do. I wish they can't shut me up. They, they done gave me a show. They done gave, they never, they're never getting the mic back. Jerry, you're never getting the mic back. Jason, you're never getting the mic back. I'm talking to my producers. You're never getting the mic back. You done gave me a microphone. It's over. Listen, man. <laughs> Listen. The date, September the 21st, the event, Clutch Control, the Philadelphia Motorcycle Show. The location, Penn's Landing, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The time, 10 a.m. to 6 p.m. The cost, you only have to pay attention. You dig? Welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, y'all. Let's ride. My guest this week is a Philadelphia rider who made the transition from riding in the streets to the track. And currently, he's racing in CCS and ASRA. Please welcome to Life in the Fast Lane, DJ Perch. Listen, man, listen. First of all, I want to say thank you for uh, checking in with your boy, Mr. Black Moses, and uh, being a guest on Life in the Fast Lane, man. So thank you very much. Wanted to get that from the jump. Want to give you your propers. Um, how's everything going for you, man? What's the what, what's good? Not much, man. Been chilling. Okay, hanging okay. in there. Okay, you racing? I know you. I know you. I know you getting it in. You're getting it in a little bit this season. What's uh? How's your program looking? Yeah, I've, I've been doing a lot of racing. Started started uh actually in February. CCS and Azra trying okay. to ch- chase the championship. You know, did the Daytona 200 in, in March. That was pretty interesting for the first time with, okay. with some real fast cats. Okay, but, was that your first time at the two hundred? Yeah, that was my first. Yeah, that was my first time at the two hundred. Gotta ask, where'd you place? I placed thirty six out of about like seventy entries. Okay, so mid, mid 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 pack. You know, not what I wanted, but you know, for better, the first but time better, and but some better than most. Problems. Better than half. That's better than half. Yeah, that's a good look, man. That's a good look. Got the is that the dog? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, man, listen. So one of the things I wanted to talk, a couple of things we want to talk about, but I wanted to, uh, you know, you a Philly cat. I'm a Philly cat, born and raised Germantown. Um, what part of Philly are you from? North Philly, 21st Street. 21st. Yeah, 21st Okay. All right. Listen, so you've been in the bike life for a number of years. So I want to talk. I want to go back a little bit and talk about what was your introduction to motorcycles and how do we get from motorcycles, your introduction to where you are now as a racer, as an athlete. Let's put it like that, as an athlete. So I, I first started out liking bikes from my cousin Swift. Okay. Gr- growing up, younger down Frankfurt, 
he always had bikes, different colors, you know, sound crazy. I always wanted to, wanted to ride it, but I was always too small. So okay. he used to ride me on the gas tank <laughs> through, through the neighborhood. <laughs> right. And I always wanted one. So from there on, it was like, it was like, I got to get a bike. I got to learn how to ride. And then from then, you know, I got older. I got my first bike, 23. Started riding the streets for a little bit. Hold on. What was your first bike? Uh, 07, oh, 07 Jixxer 750. Okay. Okay. Yep. That was my first, my first bike. Grabbed that when I was 23 years old. I was, I was definitely excited. <laughs> nice. And then rode on the street for probably six, 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 seven months. I actually, my first ride was actually shut the city down. Oh, work? Oh, <laughs> yeah, oh okay. That was, that All right. My you first know, ride. Boy, boy, Mr. Black Moses, you know, doing one, doing big things for the city of Philadelphia, you know, riding community. You know what I'm saying? Watch yeah. out. There. Okay. And for those listening to Life in the Fast Lane and do not know what the like, what the shut the city down ride is, that's an annual event where me and a couple hundred to a thousand of uh, of my moto family, we get together and we. We, we, we take it on down. We take it on down to uh, South Philly for a cheesesteak run. That's what it is. And, uh, you know, it's a good time. It usually happens every it definitely happens every spring and sometime it happens in the fall. But I digress. This is not about me, DJ. This is about you. So your first you said your first ride was yep, so the ride. Yes. Oh, that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm wait. So I'm wait. Are you saying that Black Moses is a part of your history? <laughs> okay. I'm sad. I'm sad. Say less. I got you. I got you. I hear you. What what is understood need not be said. But moving on, <laughs> moving on. So that was your first ride, and what you know? What was the vibe like then? What was the? Because things have changed, man. It, that's you yeah, know. It definitely, it definitely changed. Like from from that vibe, from that that group ride. It was like I always wanted to do more rides. But then, it, you know, being in Philly, the, the streets ain't the best, <laughs> the best out here. And the, the people ain't the best with the traffic and all of that. So it was like, you know what? Uh, I need to try something different. Okay. And I was introduced to the track. How did that? What was that introduction? Was it that, did you go out for a track day? Was yeah, track so I started. Yeah. Um, my homie, she that passed, he actually introduced me to the to the organization Absolute Cycles. Okay. And I did my first track day with them. And from there, like from that time, I stepped at New Jersey, which is my home track. New Jersey, New Jersey Motorsports, Motorsports Park. Park. I stepped in there and I was I was bit by the bug, like by lunchtime. It was like, yo, I got I have to come back again. No doubt. No doubt. So track your bike, your Philly street life, your Philly street bike life quickly transformed into your track life. Yes. And what was so how many years were you on track before you said, you know what, I got to do this race thing? Actually, I wasn't on the track that long. Um, I started picking it up pretty, pretty fast. And, you know, a couple guys was rushing me to, like, try to race, try to race, get my race license. I didn't think I was ready. Um, I actually took my race license with a different organization, which was Team Promotion. Okay. When I did take my, my when I finally did it, so I was on track probably about a year. Okay. Before before I took my race license, um, I got bumped. You know, I first did my advance, got the advance bump, and then took my my uh, race license that like that following track day. Okay. Now, what is if if you could pinpoint a moment when everything started to come together for you? Can you do that? Was there a specific moment that you were just like, you know what, 
like you were just like Neo in the Matrix and you started seeing digits and numbers um, and, and things was ne- were neon green for you. Was there a specific moment when things came together for you where you said, you know what? I got this. I can do this. Yeah, um, it actually was. Um, I, I got a hold of a guy, a guy named Andy. They used to be like the race director for team promotion. OK, um, I, I wasn't I wasn't before I got in. So I wasn't the fastest. But I wanted to get better. I, I feel like I could have been like I could be up front with those guys. Right. And I was a little down. I was a little down. But I wanted. <clears throat> so I reached out to the guy, Andy. And Andy got me with Brandon Posh, who's yep. who racing over in uh, British overseas right now. Brandon's that's he, he's part of the fan. That's a good dude right there. Yeah. I got got it. Got a hold of him. And we started training him and his, him and his trainer, Paul, Paulie, Paul Olson. And it started clicking when I started doing like some coaching with them. And then that's when I kind of took off last year. I started feeling good, you know, won, won the AMA championship, won some couple of CCS championships. Okay. And it was like, you know what? This, this is good. <laughs> this that's beautiful. Is right here. That's beautiful. What, um, what class are you racing now? What class right is now, right, right now I'm racing uh, middleweight super bike, middleweight super sport with CCS and Azra. Okay. The 600 class. What, um, and just the, those, those you're just CCS and where, right? I'm sorry, CCS and Azra, right? Uh, yeah, just CCS and Azra. My plan was to do uh, a couple wear rounds this year, but the schedule schedule didn't really pan out. Really, yeah, playing out yet. Yep. Is this your official first year racing, or was last year? So my official first year was 2000. My official full year was 2017. 2017. Yes, I had did a full year 2017 as an amateur. Um, basically, I got my feet wet. Um, okay. I, I, I was in the back. I was I was getting lapped, you know. And it was like, you know what? I gotta I gotta do something. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I gotta do something. This is not this is not how it's supposed to be, you know. I don't want to be back here. And that's when I got, you know, I started really putting the time, putting the effort in. And okay. then 2018, I did another full year as an amateur. And then that's when it started to click. 2018, my following year. And that's when I started, you know, winning races and being on a podium and traveling from down south to the Midwest, to, you know, to race all different races to chase the championship. And it finally, finally came true. Wait, now, so have you, what is your, okay, let's talk about your accolades. What have you won? I have won. Let's start, let, let, let's, let's break it down. Let's break it down. How many uh, race wins do you have? And do we have any championships under the belt yet? Yeah, um, as a not as an expert, as okay. a, as an as an amateur, I have um, two heavyweight superbike and heavyweight super uh, middleweight superbike championships. I have two of those okay. under my belt, and I also have the congratulations, Azra, champ! Congratulations, champ! Congratulations! Oh, thank champ. you, thank you. Also have the Azra sport sport bike championship, and okay. that's the AMA. That's the national one. That's one. What, that was my main one. I wanted. I really wanted the national one. Okay, and I went out and got that. So you are not a stranger to the podium, like the podium. You're very comfortable on the podium. Yep. I got about last year, about 40, about 40 podiums last year. What? Yes. About okay. 40. Okay. Throughout, throughout the, throughout the whole season. Can I, can I ask you, I'm going to ask you an honest question because that's what Black Moses does. What? Look, look, I'm, I'm, I'm just going to put it out there. Put it out there. Can you make a living racing. Keep it 100 with your back. 
keep it one at, at my at my pace right now probably not at my pace what would you so someone at your pace and i you know i know you know i know you okay and i you know even you know i i, I follow you i you know when i ask around and i know things black moses knows things so i know that you are a fast guy so you're talking about pace. Are you talking about where you are right now as far as your career? Or are you talking, you're not talking about speed. You're talking about where you are I'm, in your career. Where I'm at, matter of fact, I'm going to say both. Okay. Where I'm at, career being, being, you know, about to be 28 next week. Okay. And, and, and my pace, both. So I'm going to say the age, my age, and my speed that I'm I'm not not fast enough right now. Okay. To make a, a really a good living just recent is the speed coming is that yeah. i know that's yeah. a weird question to ask yeah. but is it coming the, the speed come the speed is coming um like every every round i get faster okay <laughs> okay every every round i get faster but like so I you're said, constantly pushing you yeah. it's never a moment of being comfortable it's always about pushing to get that fraction of a sex uh, of a second to get that just to be faster than what you were a moment before. Yes, always. I mean, I, I, I had a few race rounds where I actually went back, you know, like okay. the beginning of the year in April, CMP. I mean, the track wasn't the greatest. I mean, mm-hmm. like it rained some, some parts of the track was wet, some was dry, changing setups. Like I, I was actually slower than I was the following year. But mm. it was just it was just trying trying stuff out to see if I can go faster. Like, okay. look, I know this works. Let's try this to see if this works. So that didn't work. So I went back, try something else. I'm just trying to do whatever I can to to make that step up so I can stay at the front. I dig it. And, you know, it, it uh, you know, as an athlete, you know, you are, you know, you're the talent. You're the talent. But there's a lot of other people that make things happen. So do you have a crew that is with you uh, during your race days that that supports you, that Help you? Do you have a mechanic, or or, or you're one? Are you a one man show? I'm not really a one man one man show. You know, I definitely okay. have I definitely have a, a strong corner. Like man, my family like mm. is the, the biggest the biggest help. You know, without them, I like I said, I wouldn't be able to been doing this what my fourth season. Okay, without them by myself, I wouldn't be able to be, be doing this for real. For real. like you know, my, my cousin Timmy, like she's okay. a major help. You know, my bike my one bike broke down. Help me get another one. So I can chase this championship that I wanted, you know, like is to even try to, you know, another bike so I can try to do Moto America maybe next year. Okay. Uh, what's your, uh, wait, what bike are you running now? What's your bike? What's your, your competition so I have, bike? I have two, uh, Jixxer 2015 Jixxer 600s. Okay. Okay. And, yeah, at a, at, and at a track, de- I'm sorry, at a race, who's with you in the paddock? At the, at the race, you know, my family, my, my, my dad. My my cousin, my sisters, you know, like my my homie aunt. You, I mean, you know, I'm Torrance. Yeah, Rich, yeah, yeah. Shout out know. to aunt. They right there. They right there with me. You know, okay. Get, getting on me, but they right there digging digging in me. But <laughs> right, they right there. You know. But it, going, and it's an all hands. It's an all hands on deck. So whoever's available to help you for what you need at that moment, it's you know, it's the whole concept of it takes a you know, it takes a village. And that the family comes together and they help elevate you to get you where you get you where you need to be so you can do what you need to do. Is that accurate? Yes. I mean, if you come coming from getting a tire change to passing me water, you know, <laughs> they're right. They're right there. Like, look what you need. What we got to do. Let's, I dig let's that. 
<laughs> I dig it. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you. What would you say to someone who is on the, riding on the street? You see him out. You might see him out there and, you know, they they cutting it up through traffic. And obviously there's you can see that they have talent and that they have a little bit of skill, maybe a little bit of know how. But they are just naturally fearless. I think that's probably the best way to say it. They're naturally fearless and they can ride. What would you say to that rider to maybe convince them? I don't know if it's a question of convincing, but maybe showing them a little bit of the light of saying, you know what, there's an opportunity over here. What would you say to them? Yeah, I would have, listen, I would definitely would you say anything to them. Yeah, oh, for, for sure. One, one, the streets is very dangerous <laughs> and you ain't getting paid <laughs> out there. That's, that's one, okay. you know, you, you can, you can make a living racing. You got the, like you said, one, the heart, mm-hmm. you know, that's, that's number one, fearless. You know, you, you got, you really got to be fearless in this sport, you know? Yeah. So yeah. if we can do that on the street, I mean, it'd be a back step to try to learn how to do it on the track, you know, cause it's definitely a little different, but once you have, once you fearless, you definitely can go, you can go pretty, pretty far. I think, you know, it's okay. not being, not being scared, but I would definitely try to get them to the track to learn it. And I'm pretty sure it, it, it'll help them in the long run. Yeah. Yeah. So you're, do you still ride on the street at all? I rode the first time on the street in two years, uh, probably a month ago. <laughs> I really don't ride okay. anymore. <laughs> like I don't even and what was that? What, what was that for? Just a straight, just a quick run. <laughs> I, I rode up there to go, uh, meet my cousin at Millville. Matter of fact, I, I went up to New Jersey Motorsports Park to go see okay. my cousin because he did his his track day. Okay. And I wanted to go check him out. So I rode the bike up there and it was like, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was definitely different, you know. <laughs> That's what's up, man. That's what's up. Do you have a favorite? Let's just, all right, let's, let, let, do you, what is a memorable moment? I'm going to ask you for on both sides. Uh, as a street rider and as a racer, do you have a memorable moment from each aspect of your life? Do you have an oh shit yep. moment? Let's keep it with do you have an oh shit moment? Like, <laughs> man, listen, I done had, I done had, I done had a few of them on a the track and the street, you know, like <laughs> any, any particular like one that stands the, out. Yeah, the one, the one that stands out, you know, most where, uh, I'm coming down 95 northbound. Okay, in Philly. For anybody listening, not from Philly, Philly. 95, that's Philly. Okay. Yeah, uh, I, I'm about that the Bridge Street exit. Okay. You know, there's a couple couple boys. We all, you know, riding up to, the, I think it was like Philadelphia Mills Mall, riding up to the mall up Franklin there. Franklin Mills, yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, a car wound up jumping out in front of me. And I, I went to swerve over. It was another car right there coming over. And all I can do was like, I... I panicked. I did. Maybe I could have stopped. Who knows? You know, maybe at the level that I'm riding at now, I probably could have handled it. Mm-hmm. But at the mm-hmm. time, I panicked. I didn't want to hit the car in front of me. I locked the brakes, front brakes, flew me off, and I'm sliding down 95. A good thing I had my gear on. Something wow. said I put my gear on because it was a little cold, so I had my, my Alpine Star uh, race suit on. Wow. And I went for a slide the first time I ever slid. <laughs> and I was just praying, like, <laughs> no, hope no car running hit me. Hope That's no crazy. Country. And after that, I realized, you know what? I'm coming off the street. <laughs> mm. Mm. Your eyes were open. Your eyes, eyes were open. open up, you know. Wow. Up. 
And you were able, but because of your gear, you were able to, did you, was that a straight walk away from after you stopped sliding? Was, yeah, after I was sliding, I slid probably to the end end of uh, the little exit area mm-hmm. where you can get back on it. And I, I got up, looked where I was going. My bike was in the <laughs> in the left in the left lane, ran to go picked it up. And it started right up. That Jixer, that Jixer was a tank. <laughs> <laughs> it, it started right up. Wow. And I, and I did walk away. My ankle was a little sore. I, I can't okay. say that. I must have, you know, whatever happened, twisted or something. But it was a little sore for a few days. But I, it was definitely, I was blessed. Okay. I, I definitely had an angel watch me then. No that doubt. Was, like, you know what? It's done. Let's, let's keep it. <laughs> keep it yeah, on the track. Yeah. And okay, all right. So that's that's a pretty good oh shit moment. What about on the what about during a race? Give me your best oh shit moment from a race. The my my best one. I had a couple couple close calls, but my 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 best one when I actually did go down was last year at New Jersey Motorsports. Okay, um, me and my buddy Jawan. It was actually the first lap. Turn three is the chicane. I know a lot of people know, yeah. know that turn. A lot of people fell in that turn. <laughs> we're talking about we're on Thunderbolt, the, the Thunderbolt yes, course. On Thunderbolt. Jersey Jazz too. So Thunderbolt. On the Thunderbolt okay. Course. He he went to take the outside and it's like a little bump and his tires kicked out. And he went tumbling and I had no place to go because I was on his back tire. Mm. And my front tire hit his gas tank and I went airborne. <laughs> But the good thing was, you know, after they red flagged the race, we, we both was okay. Um, I actually had the race that the same race, you know, I was able to race it again, but with a bent handlebar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I, I raced the whole race and took second. So I was definitely, I was definitely proud of after that, after that get off. And I got the video and everything. Like it was, it was nuts. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> Couldn't even believe. Like, but I already knew, like I kind of like braced myself. Like, all right, I'm about to hit this bike. Boom. And mm-hmm. then, you know, I'm in the air. Like I seen it, I seen it coming. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. Um, what's even more crazy is the fact that you got back up and later on in the day with a bent handlebar went out there and took second. So you still hit that podium. Still, still hit it. And, that, and the, the crazy part is, I want to say five, five, five crashes I had, and each time I did, I did get up and get on a podium. I guess the adrenaline is, is just yeah. different. It, it hit different. That's I amazing. Say. It hits different. <laughs> human, it's crazy because you know when that when that adrenaline drops, you know you hear you hear stories about people talking about oh well the superhuman superhuman strength of you know of mothers that go and save their kids when they're you know facing a bear or whatever you know what I mean. But it's yeah. crazy that when that, that adrenaline that, works. <laughs> that's nuts though. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, listen, listen, man, listen. Um, what's next? For you, like where where are we going? Like where is DJ Birch Racing going? So so I'm next year. I'm trying to do Moto America. Not not gonna do a full a full season, but I'm gonna try to do do a few rounds. You know, okay, definitely the home track, Jersey, Jersey Motorsports, maybe maybe VIR and pit and pit race. You know, okay, kinda. and um, I'm also trying to do the 200 again. Try that out. Um, shooting for it. You know, a top ten finish. Hopefully, no mechanical this time to set me back some. Because I, okay. I got about twenty fifth the last race I was set back. But yeah, so motor definitely trying to do a Motor America round next year with the real fast cats. Let me let me let me get your opinion on something while I have you, because you know I, I work closely with the guys 
and uh, the team over at Moto America uh, via Sport Bike Sync Magazine and, you know, my other ventures. And they're, they are a media partner and they've got a great crew over there. And recently, the conversations that I have initiated with them is that there are not there's there's none of us that look like us that are in, engaged with their racing with their racing program and i feel that as though if there was if there was that would open up a an entire new fan base for them you know totally. we we as a culture uh, we as a culture we support one another it don't it does not matter it does not matter if there's someone that looks like me my uncle my cousin my brother my aunt my sister my mom there's something wired in us to root for them. And right now, Moto America it does not, and it's not throwing shade because these are, and the beautiful thing is the conversations that I'm having with them, they are receptive. I've had Paul uh, Carruthers on the show and he and I talked about it and he's open to finding out how do we bridge the gap? What right. are your thoughts on that? I mean, that would I know be, we just, we just got awesome. heavy real quick. We just got heavy. But. That, that, listen, that would be awesome. And it's definitely not a lot of us us out there. Are there um, any of us in Moto America right now? I I haven't seen none all year. Right. I haven't seen none all year. And but get, I some of our Latino, get some of our Latina brothers and sisters up in there, too. And some of, you know, some of our Asian uh, brothers and sisters as well. But for sure. You know, but I didn't mean to cut you off. But what, what do you? What's your feel? What's your vibe? I feel those the the resources. Like we we don't have we don't have all the resources to get there. I mean, even even for me to to be doing three years just CCS, um, trying to find out, like you said, the setup. Who can work on this bike? Who can work? You know, my family not we we really not like a motorcycle family. I didn't come from a motorcycle background where right. I did dirt bikes and it translates to this one and this person knows this person and you know. So we, I think we don't have that, you know, definitely coming from Philly. Like we're not a big track, you know, track dudes, you know, we go do runs in South street. Right. So it was, is, I think it's definitely like our resources. Okay. And, and I don't think they really want to spend the money because it's definitely expensive. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I couldn't do this by myself. If it wasn't for my family, for sure. Like I'll, I'll probably still be, you know, in front of a cheesesteak spot down South Street or something, you know, posted <laughs> up, trying, trying to trying to bag girls, like for real, right? Like, keeping it real, keep it one hundred. Yes, keeping it. That, that's what it is. But I, since it ain't, it ain't none of us, you know. I figure, like, you know what? That would be cool. I mean, in fact, I think when I did the two hundred, I think it was only, I think it was only me, mm. maybe one other person. I think, I know, I like I said, seventy entries. I think I was probably the only African American one on on the grid. That's crazy. So. See, diversity is key. Diversity is clutch. And, you know, I, I feel like what I'm happy about in my conversations with them is that they are aware that there's a lacking and they're also interested in figuring out how to minimize that. So, I mean, like good for them, but you know, it's, it, it, it takes two to tango. It takes two to sure. tango. But what you're saying is absolutely right. Finances and the money is always a major issue. And when you come up where there's not a land for you to go ride dirt bikes or whatever, and you're coming from, and not in all situations, but if you're coming from a situation where it's like your introduction to 
to motorcycles is street riding and then you're blessed enough to make the transition. And then it's like, oh, okay. A lot of times, a lot of these kids have been riding since they were four. Yeah. Yeah. You're, okay. you're right. <laughs> and so you're right. when we like, come, like, we're a little bit late to the game. Right. Like, like for me, for instance, you know, like I said, this is only my fourth year. Yeah. I, I kind of make the jump pretty, pretty quick, but I, you know, I'm still, still lacking the kids that's, you know, 16, you know, they hop on a 600 and they, faster than me. One, they're fearless. One, they've been riding forever. And uh, yeah. two, they have the resources. And they know? have the experience and they, they, they have more seat time. time. Seat time is key. Yeah. Seat time is key, you know. Four it's, years, not... <laughs> yeah, right? But you know what, though, man? Don't sell yourself short, bro. Don't sell yourself short. You know, I, I'm what, going I, <laughs> what I appreciate about you is the fact that you are doing it. And, you know, it, it's you, you set a goal for yourself and you keep setting goals for yourself. And you keep going after them and the resources in you're utilizing your resources that are given to you. And in this situation, it's family and friends. And, yes. and that's what's up. So that's in that situation. In this situation, I think that you are a winner in, in the fact that you're doing it and you're pushing and you want more. So my hats, my helmet is off to you, bro. I'm gonna stop saying my hats off. That's that new hashtag alert. My helmet's off to you, bro. <laughs> Black Moses appreciates you. Um, but I don't want to take up too much of your time today, but, um, yeah, I, I know that you may or may not have listened to the show before, but every episode, every episode, we have a, a, a closing section of the interview that we call the super pole section. Now in the super pole section of the episode, I ask three, sometimes four questions and it's about the rapid response. The first thing that pops into your head, your first honest truth. So that's something that I do with all my guests. And, and uh, DJ, it, it's time for the Super Bowl section. Okay. Uh, this episode of Life in the Fast Lane. Are you ready? Yes. All right, my man. Here we go. Question number one. Tupac or Biggie? Biggie. Okay. Any particular reason? Heard more of his songs. <laughs> <laughs> that's honest. That's honest. I respect that. I respect it. Okay. Moving on. <laughs> Question number two. Jim's, Pat's, Gino's, Tony Luke's, Delisandro's cheesesteaks. Man. <laughs> Out of the ones you just named, I gotta go with Delisandro's as the second best in the city. <laughs> okay, but, but okay, so who's your if you had to pick, who's your top? If I had to pick Yes. It has to be Max's. Word? Max's. I, I, I you have know what? to give it to him. Listen, I'm going <laughs> to keep it real with you right now. I'm going to keep it real with you. I've never had a Max's. I'm born and raised Philly. I've never had a Max's. So we, I'm asking for you, DJ, uh, one day uh, uh, we're going to have to meet up on the bikes. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm pulling a bike out for that one. <laughs> okay, and we're going to go to Max's, okay? Yeah, yes, for sure. I'll set that up. Set the, now, moving on. Final question. Of the Super Bowl section. If you could take a ride with anybody alive, no longer with us, uh, biblical, mythological, fictional, non-fictional, who would you take that ride with? Where would you ride to? Most importantly, what would you ride? Uh, that's, a, that's a good one. I'm going to say uh, Garrett Gerloff. My boy G? You want to take a ride with the homie G? Oh, Garrett Gerloff. That's, that's my boy. Okay. Okay, so you take a ride with Garrett. Where would you go? What would you guys be riding? 
Hopefully, we'll be riding motorcycles. <laughs> what <laughs> and, kind of black man? <laughs> uh, um, it wouldn't. It wouldn't even. It wouldn't even matter. I wouldn't even. Okay. I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even care what bikes we rode. It would just be be dope to ride to ride with them. And where would you guys ride? I w- I actually would want to ride Laguna. <laughs> oh, okay. I like that. I, w- I would actually want to ride Laguna with them. And shout out to shout out to the boy Gare for just winning his first. Yes, first, and I'm yes. super pumped for him. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was that was a major major. That was his first win of the season, right? Yep. That's the, yep, but, on, the, on the 1000. But, yep. but was it last year? Didn't he set a record? Was it last year or the year before that he set a record at Laguna? I'm not sure. I'm going to have to check that out. You know what we're going to do? When I call Gary to let him know that DJ Birch wants to go for a ride with him, I'll ask him for confirmation on that, what prior accolade was uh, before winning his first <laughs> <laughs> race on the 1000 in Moto America. So I will definitely, you know what? I'm going to go ahead. I'm, I'm going to make that connect for you. I'm going to make that connect for you because that G is a good dude. You know, I had G in Philly. Yeah. Garrett in Philly, the couple of uh, Raj was there. Uh, Matt Schultz was there. A couple other cats were there. Uh, we rode them around, man. And we, we showed them what it was hitting for. We took them for cheese steaks. And uh, yeah. And hey, I did see him. Uh, I commented on his picture when he's at Delivery, uh, not Delivery Belt, the Steps Art Museum. Yes, yes, that's what that was us. We were all there. We that was before. okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah of course, of course, of course. Okay? Yeah, that's dope. That's dope. Yeah, that was a good look, man. I wish we'd have known each other then, because I definitely would have had you out for that, man. You would no, should have been part of that. But right. we got, we have nothing but time, and you know, I'm sure that that will happen again, or opportunities like that will happen again in the near future, at the very least, brother DJ. Um, it's been a pleasure, man. Thank you for thank you for your time. Is there anybody that you want to give a shout out to your sponsors? Anybody that you want to say thank you to? Yeah, yeah. I would I would definitely like to give a major major shout out to my cousin Tenny. You know, like without her, that I wouldn't be wouldn't be doing half half the stuff that I did the last the last few years, especially in this motorcycle motorcycle thing. You know, dripping wet. You know, keeping my bike my bike looking fresh after I laid down with the graphics Nomas. My my sponsor, okay. Cotman Check, Heroic, you know, okay. definitely like to give give a big shout out to them. Okay, okay. Um, where can we follow you at your on so give your social medias out? You can follow me on Instagram at DJ Birch Racing, and um, yeah, I post post quite a quite a bit on on there. Yeah, you're active on social. You're active on social. So you definitely get in contact with me. And I'm not afraid. I'll write back, add you, whatever, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, good looking out, brother. Listen, DJ, I, I, you know, as I said, it, it, it's a pleasure uh, chatting with you, man. And thank you for being on the show. I um, And like I said, man, I, I, my helmet is off to you because despite whatever hurdle or obstacles that you may have been faced with or that you may currently be facing, you're out there, you're doing it, and you're using your resources, which is family, which is your number one support group. Um, I think a lot of cats coming up could learn a lot from you. So, you know, it's cool to have you on the show, man. So I just want to say thank you, man. Black Moses, appreciate you. Real right. Appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me. Right, man. Listen, man, we'll talk sooner than later, and uh, let's, let's... Offline, let's figure out that Max's cheesesteak run because you know you, sure. you got a brother. 
Yo, I appreciate you, man. I'm going to talk to you soon, okay? All right, man. Thanks. Well, that's our show for this week. I want to say thank you to my guy, DJ Birch. I'm wishing you nothing but the best as you chase down that championship, as you continue to pursue your dreams and reach your goals, man. As I said earlier, new hashtag alert, new hashtag alert, hashtag helmets off. My helmet is off to you, brother. Appreciate you. Thank you for spending some time with your boy, Mr. Black Moses. Listen, man, I need you all to please follow the show on IG, Instagram, on the gram at Life in the Fast Lane Official, on Twitter at L-I-T-F-L Official, and on Facebook, Life in the Fast Lane Podcast. Please, as always, hit that like, hit that share, hit that subscribe button. You know what I'm saying? You dig? Black Moses appreciates you guys and gals out there for listening. Thank you for the love and the support. We'll be right back here next week with an all-new episode of Life in the Fast Lane hosted by me, your boy, Mr. Black Moses. You dig? I'm gone! This is a Sitting Ringside with David Penzer Quick Fix on Radio Influence. This week on Sitting Ringside, we welcome Shannon Moore to the podcast. You were friends with Matt and Jeff Hardy like when you guys were 10 years old, or you were 10 years old. Is that accurate? Yeah, man. We uh, we grew up together in a town called Cameron, North Carolina. Sure. And uh, we just kind of, we were all wrestling fans, man. We had a trampoline that we turned into to the uh, into a wrestling ring at that time. And that just led, you know, us to kind of, chasing our dreams together man and uh that's what we did man we just set out we knew we loved wrestling it was a passion of ours and we uh you know we chased our dreams together and you know like it's pretty crazy how many of us actually made it and uh was able to make a living and continue to make a living that come from that area because you know we grew up together but then later on as we had our own promotion like we met shane helms and uh you know then like Steve Carino and C.W. Anderson, and there's so many, there's like 14 or 15 of us, man, that ended up working for the top companies in the world out of our little promotion that we had back in North Carolina. Sitting Ringside with David Penzer can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, and RadioInfluence.com.